Welcome to Girl Cultivate Podcast. I am your host, Shanita Rousey. Cultivate means to grow. On this podcast, we are talking all things life, purpose, and personal growth, and what it means to cultivate in every area of your life. Our mission is to help you live from the inside out. today's episode, we'll be having a conversation with Dr. Tanya Cunningham on how important is self-work. Welcome to Girl Cultivate Podcast. I am your host, Shanita Rousey. Our goal is to help you live from the inside out. Today, I have an amazing guest with me and I'm so excited to have her. Dr. Tanya Cunningham will be having a conversation about how important it is to do self-work. But before we bring her on and have this amazing conversation, I want to go ahead and do the Girl Cultivate Mantra and our thought of the week. Our mantra is, I am courageous. I am unwavering. I am loved. I am thriving. I am intentional. I am validated. I am amazing. I am transforming. I am embracing me. And the reason why we do that mantra is because I want you to really understand that growing and development is a journey, right? It's a journey, but you definitely can do it. Sometimes you just have to learn to encourage yourself doing that process, right? So we remind ourselves that we're able to do it. We're reminding ourselves that we're loved and that we're called for this here journey, right? So today's thought of the week is boundaries. Boundaries. So many times when we hear the word boundaries, a lot of people like to think it has a negative thought, right? Something that's bad, something that, you know, shouldn't really be done on a personal level. But I really want to encourage you Uh, and how I had to encourage myself on this week. Uh, So this week, as I do business, as I do work, as I do other things, I had begun to really begin to feel overwhelmed, to feel exhausted. And I had to remind myself that it is okay to set boundaries. It's okay to be able to take some time for yourself without feeling guilty. And for me, some of the guilt came from always being the person that's responsive, that responds right away, that's always doing things for everybody else until I'm completely burnt out. And so for me this week, I had to really take some time and say, you know what? You are moving, you are growing, you have things going on, and you have to begin to set a new standard, right? People will begin to understand, people will begin to adapt, it's not the end of the world. And so I want you to think about your life as you may be going into the new school year with your children. You may be planning some things. You may have a lot going on. I want to remind you that it's okay to set boundaries. It's okay to have you time. It's okay to do what's necessary for your well-being and your peace of mind, right? And so that's this week thought of the day. So to this amazing conversation, I love to get 
personal bios, right? And so for Dr. Tanya and I, we are servant leaders on Carla Arcana Enterprises platform, and we help her do a lot of things within her organization. And I am enjoying getting to know Dr. Tanya. Uh, we have a lot in common I'm learning, right? And one of the things is we love old school. And so mm -hmm. some people may not know that about me, but I love old school music. I love Frankie Beverly, Prince, Shaka Khan. It really excites me. And so I was excited to know that she, she enjoyed these same people and that she's also just a powerful woman of God. She is someone who is real, someone who is authentic, someone who is really just setting the atmosphere for those who need to heal, even from the perspective of grief. And so I love her and I'm loving the conversations we have. I love just seeing how raw and open she is about where she is. And so I want to bring this great woman of God on because I'm just so excited she said yes, right? So, hey, Dr. Tanya, how are you? Hey, Mr. Nita, I'm wonderful. How are you? I am doing amazing. Thank you so much for saying yes. Thank you for the opportunity. Let me tell you, I am just honored and I'm humbled for the invite and passion and a piece of my story. Absolutely, absolutely. And I wanted to have this conversation because there are so many people who are hurting, so many people who are dealing with different things, and they have been stuck for way too long. There are so many people who, who say they want the outcome, they say they want the result, but when it really comes down to doing the work, there's this silence right nobody wants to do the work mm -hmm. no one wants to do the hard stuff no one wants to really dig deep to mm. really be healed for real right I, I, you know right. i don't know about you but i'm so over people you know saying they're okay and they're not right yes. this this whole mask we have to put on this whole you know facade that we have to put on that we have to be perfect that people have mm -hmm. to see every perfect part of us and i want you to understand that in life right there's going to be some things that happen. There are going to be mistakes. There are going to be regrets and pain and disappointment. And the best thing you can do for yourself is live your truth. Yes. Because the truth of the matter is people are going to talk, whether it's good yeah. or bad that you do, right? Mm -hmm. There's going to be always something that people have to say. But before we get into that, right, Dr. Mm -hmm. Tanya, please introduce yourself professionally, right? Let the people know who you are and what you do. Oh, wow. That's some good stuff that you were sharing. Well, I am Dr. Tanya Cunningham, and I am known as the grief doctor. Why? Because I help grieving and hurting individuals transition from loss to life, from pain to purpose, and to recognize that there is life after loss. It's just a different one. And I do that by way of writing books, by counseling, and through public speaking. I love that. I love that. I love that that's the area that you chose because it's definitely needed and mm -hmm. it is something that everybody doesn't really understand until they get to that point right mm -hmm. you know you see people when they pass away right mm -hmm. and you know when after the funeral hits people kind of you know go back to their own normal lives that's but right. you are in the place where you have to really start beginning that process mm -hmm. and so dr tanya you know share with the people a part of your story 
that caused you to begin to start your own self-work? Okay, sure. Well, actually, I have been in the death care and hospice industry uh, since 1989. I started out as a mortician and a hospice social worker and bereavement counselor. And from that time, 1989 until 2012, I endured multiple losses. Uh, my favorite aunt died, my mentor, my baby, my mother, and my father. But, but here's the sad indictment, Shanita, is that I did not do my self-care. I did not do my grief work. So you would think that somebody who is in the quote-unquote death care industry would mm -hmm. do their grief work. I didn't. I was good at telling other people what to do and helping other people through their grief and their problems, but I did not do a good job of doing it myself. And what I have found even today is a lot of people in my profession, in the uh, hospice profession, as well as the funeral service profession, we don't take care of ourselves. Mm -hmm. It was 2012 when I started doing my grief work, my inner healing, and guess what it was? It was the death of my marriage. Yep, mm -hmm. went through a divorce. I was married to a guy who was not only my husband, but he was also my pastor, and we were married for nine years. And after nine years, he came to me one Friday evening about 8, 16 p.m. You know, like girls, we know the exact time and place. When <laughs> right. <laughs> he came to me and he said, quote unquote, I no longer have the capacity to be married to you any longer. And at mm -hmm. that time, Shanita, I had no idea what he meant because he didn't give further explanation. But yeah. since then, I have learned that he released himself from the marriage to be fully present in the LGBTQ community. Wow. Yeah, so that was the news that that murder, it was just like it murdered my soul, leaving me grief stricken. Listen to this. I'm a minister of the gospel, but I was depressed and I was suicidal. And as a result of that, I admitted myself into a mental health hospital at mm. age 47. And that's where my work began. So I've only been doing this work, really doing the work, the hard work for eight years since 2012. Wow. You know, I love something that you said, right? Mm -hmm. You were in the profession, right? Where you're able to tell people what to do. So mm -hmm. that means you knew what to do, but you mm -hmm. didn't do it, right? And That's so right. many of us get into that place, right? Where we are anointed for the job. We are called mm -hmm. to the job. But when it comes to ourselves, it's like we act lost, right? Like we don't, we're numb to what we know. Right? right. And I know, you know, when it comes to purpose and different things like this, that's where the enemy fights us the most. Right. Is right. what we call that. He wants you mm -hmm. to not apply what you know. He wants you to become depressed. He wants you to quit. Mm -hmm. He wants you to do all of these things because he mm -hmm. understands that you have the power. It's just about you knowing that you have the power. Right. Because, right. you know, when we're so in our purpose, right, when we're so in that thing and we're helping people, it comes so naturally. It comes mm -hmm. so easy and people mm -hmm. are getting delivered. People are getting healed from it. And you're looking like, God, um, uh, what's going on over here? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you know? And, it, it, and it's, a, it's amazing how that goes. But it's a, it's a thing, too, I believe, that God really wants us to feel it so mm -hmm. that we can really begin to do the hard work. Because we have to get to a breaking point ourselves right? right? to be able to say, you know what, I'm going to take what God has mm -hmm. given me for me, 
Mm-hmm. Right, because you know people assume that we have it all together, but because we walk in our certain anointing. That's right, <laughs> and it's not the case. Not right? at all. No, <laughs> it's, not it's at all. It's a constant journey. It's a constant lifestyle shift because mm-hmm. you really have to begin to do that thing often because you're freeing so many people. The enemy is mm-hmm. mad. Yes, <laughs> yes, big mad. I love what you said. So you know. You told us how you got to the place of even thinking about doing the work. Mm -hmm. What was the hardest part about starting? Well, at that point, when I admitted myself into the mental health hospital, I was there six days and six nights. And uh, my work literally began in the mental hospital. But I would have to say, because at that point I had hit my rock bottom, I believe that all of us at some point in time in our life will have a rock bottom experience. And that's the my identity. I lost my family, my church family, my friends. I had lost so much, my marriage, my children, that I didn't think that there was anything else for me to do. So it really wasn't hard because the reality is as human beings, Shanita, we are creatures of habit, right? We like what we like, when we like it, how we like it, and when we want it. But we are are creatures of habit, meaning a body of rest is gonna stay at rest. Even if it's not in a good place, it's gonna stay at rest until a greater force comes along and pushes it out of the way. For me, what was that greater force? It was the death of my marriage. It was the divorce. It caused me to shift. It forced me to shift my paradigm and to really start doing the work. So starting was not as hard because I was forced to by pain. But mm. when I started doing the work, then doing the work and maintaining it was, was harder for me. Uh, because it's a painful process when you go through healing. When people think of healing, it's not all walking through the fields and smelling flowers. It's painful right. because you're opening up wounds. And and to this day, I'm deeper wounds. Listen to this that I didn't even know were present. Hmm. Yeah. So so starting the work for me wasn't as hard. Uh, because I was forced into it by the death of my marriage. But once I got there to my rock bottom, then actually moving in the work, doing it and being consistent. I believe you said it earlier, being consistent and doing that work has been the hardest and it's still hard today. I I wrote a book uh, about that experience. It's called, I Got My Marbles Back. And you know, that's a colloquialism that means that in the world of psychology, when you lose your mind, you you, uh, lost your marbles. Well, I got back. That's why I say I got my marbles back. But people look at me now like, oh, you're doing so good. Well, yeah, but you don't know behind the scenes. Like Mm -hmm. it takes work every day. I fight to keep my marbles. And if I don't fight to keep them, I will be right back in that mental health hospital easily. You know, God is so amazing, right? You know, during this whole pandemic, one of my words have been self-awareness, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and really dealing with how we're feeling, what's going on. Because mm-hmm. you know, when you're in a thing, people are all quick to tell you to get over it or yes. you should be over it by now. Yes. And, you know, you really have to be careful about that because when you tell me to suppress my issue, all yeah. I'm doing is putting it on the rug. For yes. it to come up another day. Yes. But what I realize is that when I take some time to really, you know, acknowledge what I'm feeling, 
and then mm -hmm. dig deep and say, why am I feeling this way? I can That's begin right. the process. And yes. that process allows me to heal. It allows me to grow. It allows me mm -hmm. to be more uh, aware of where I really am, right? Because right. sometimes people, you know, believe they know where they are, but they mm -hmm. really don't know where they are, right? right. <laughs> and so right. Um, it's been amazing to even perhaps, you know, God to just show me that self-awareness in a whole new way um, mm -hmm. and not to really be ashamed in it, not to try to hurry up and be okay, you know, put on yes. the face and all that. It's like, no. I'm I'm angry right now. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I'm really mad right now. Yeah. Huh? Like Absolutely. you're my feelings right now. Yes. Yeah. That's how I feel, right? And because when I begin to do that, it made me uh, you know what? It it kind of flipped the script on the enemy, right? Because mm -hmm. the enemy is expecting you to respond a certain way because mm -hmm. he knows if he res you respond a certain way, he can use that again later on, right? But right. when you begin to say, you know what, now I'm gonna deal with this, like, come on, like that's let's right. go. You know, he's not ready for that. And so right. you have to really begin to say, you know, how can I dig deeper? How can I grow? And that's the whole reason for Cultivate is really growing mm -hmm. as women, um, yes. really developing and saying, you know what, uh, I'm tired of where I am. I'm, I'm tired right. of allowing my past to hurt me. I'm tired of allowing, you know, my past to hinder me. Um, yes. Because a lot of times we, we wonder why we're stuck. It's because we haven't done the inner work. The right inner work yes. you know it's not about your makeup it's not about the new wig yeah it's not about mm -hmm. any of those things it's mm -hmm. about what's mm -hmm. on the inside that's right, right. and so that's i right. love this conversation dr tanya you know and so can you share a few tips with us to help people to begin to do their own work in their lives Absolutely. And I just want to piggyback off of what you said just a moment. This pandemic, listen, to those of you who are listening to this podcast, just begin to, to change your perspective on loss and, and, and you are having a tough time during this particular pandemic. But let me just share from me, it's hard going through it. But Shanita, this is where this next level of healing, you're talking about cultivate. Cultivating means that you dig deeper and you yes. to the root of a thing like a tree, a tree, a beautiful tree that is tall and full of green leaves. That root system goes deep into the ground. And so when we cultivate, that's what I'm doing in 2020. And it's all because of this quarantine time, this pandemic, I'm doing this, this self-healing that I need, didn't even know was necessary. And what I found spirit is that the depression and rejection were already present before I got married. So that's why I lost my marbles. That's why I lost it. His rejection to me was saying, oh my God, what's wrong with me? It sent me over the edge. So now I'm discovering he was just a catalyst. His leaving really blessed me, even though it hurt me, because it was the catalyst for me to start doing my inner work. So as three tips I would share, the very first thing I say is acknowledge your pain. Acknowledge the pain. Acknowledge whatever happened to you. They left. It hurt you, you lost the job, you have the disease, you, you, you're in bankruptcy, whatever. Because here's the reality, you must feel the pain before you can heal it. You must feel it, that's the first tip. Second tip is, is to do the work. 
And if you follow me on social media, you'll constantly hear me say, do your grief work, grief work. People, what God has blessed me with now, uh, Shanita, is the, the awareness of, of my, my vocation and the assignment that he's given me. I've been a mortician and I've known I wanted to be a mortician since I was a little girl. But back in the day in the 90s, uh, when I became a mortician, I remember sitting in church one day and a minister was preaching, preaching about walk worthy of the vocation wherewith you've been called. I'm like, well, I'm a mortician, God. How am I going to walk worthy of that? Nobody <laughs> see me. You know, this is me sitting in church as a pastor's wife, wondering yeah. how in the world am I going to walk worthy? Nobody was calling me to come speak about grief. But once I went through that transition of, of, of a marriage to divorce, phone started ringing. Why? Because mm -hmm. I had to go through my own place where I couldn't previously. So now it's about doing the work and I help people understand that grief is not about death. It's about loss. So I help people understand and connect people who've been raped and molested as a child. They lost their innocence. Uh, people who have lost their parents, the absentee father who's not present or the absentee mother. You go through grief with that, just like we're going through grief in our world today because of this pandemic. So that's the second thing. You got to do the work, do your grief work. And the last thing, tip three, is find you a village of supporters. That's what I call them. I don't know what you want to call them, but I call them my village of supporters because we've all heard that cliche, it takes a village to raise a child. It mm -hmm. takes a village when you're going through trauma, when you're going through depression or anxiety. It takes special people to walk with you on that journey. People who will support you where you are and not where they think you should be. That is so good, Dr. Tanya. You know, and I love that you said grief is about loss, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, because there's a lot of people who uh, feel grief from whether mm -hmm. it's the loss of time. You know, people mm -hmm. are trying to make up for time and they deal with yeah. guilt and shame and different things yeah. like that. And we have to really be aware that we all have a sense of grief in our lives. And right. how necessary it is to, for, like you said, acknowledge it, right? Acknowledge mm -hmm. it and begin to do the work. And then you do definitely need those supporters because here's the thing, you know, mm -hmm. the enemy likes to play. That's right. And, you know, he'll bring words and he'll bring things oh up. Gosh. You know, people from the past, you know, they'll say, oh, how's you and so-and-so? It's like, really? Like, you know, me and so-and-so ain't together. That's so why right. are you asking me? <laughs> and so, <laughs> you know, you have to be honest, you know, because if you don't really deal with those things, those yes. things sting. It hurts. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. And so people have to be aware, you know, I think, you know, I think I learned this really when Whitney Houston died, is people mm -hmm. have to really be careful what they say, yes. right? I don't care yes. what the addiction is, what the issue is, you That's never right. know what people are. That's and right. sometimes your words, your actions, you sharing a meme, you doing different things are pushing people over the edge. Over the edge. And so we have to be really mindful of our own grief mm -hmm. but then also the grief of other people right That's so right. you have to think about it, like hey you know yes i need a village of supporters but who am i supporting yes that's good you know what i mean because sometimes really you know for me understanding my process doing the work yes but then also being able to share with other people mm -hmm. even mm -hmm. if it's that one bit of knowledge you just learned sharing that with other people and becoming a village for other people that's right. God will definitely give you a village for you. Yes. And so I, I know sometimes it's hard, right? It's very difficult. 
uh, to trust and let people in. But oh, yeah. I guarantee you that God will bring the right people in yes. your life to hold you up, right? Mm-hmm. He won't let you fall. And, you know, I want to encourage even fellow encouragers, right? As an encourager yes. myself, I understand that you get tired of encouraging, right? Yes. <laughs> Sometimes yes. you don't even encourage yourself. But I guarantee you, God has a way of allowing somebody to come and encourage you. When you least expect it, mm-hmm. people show up. People yeah. send that DM. People send that message. People do this mm-hmm. and people do that. And you have to be mindful that, hey, no matter what I'm dealing with, no matter where I am, I'm planting seeds because I understand I'm reaping a harvest, right? right? And I have to be very mindful of type of seeds that I'm planting. Yeah. And so I know I went on a rant. But oh, yes. that was good. That was good. <laughs> I love it. But that's what I feel. Um, so Dr. Tanya, you know, one of the things that like we talk about doing the work, right? Mm-hmm. And right. being in the place of people expecting you to have it all together. Can we oh be very God. transparent right now and say, you know, what are some things that come up for you right now while you're doing the work, right? You know, like for me, yes. uh, you know, dealing with insecurity in the past and rejection, sometimes that thing try to come up today. Yes, yes, absolutely. Same thing for me. Same thing. And and coach being working with Coach Carly Cannon has helped me understand because I always felt I had to have it together. And I'm learning uh, by doing my self work and my inner healing that came or it comes from the root of rejection. Yeah, I want to be accepted. So to this day, I I battle with and, and I definitely have to work hard and be consistent and doing my work uh, because self-doubt will pop up and and uh, insecurity. Am I good enough? Can I do it? You know, I'm AARP age, you know. I know I <laughs> be 55 years young in November. So, wow. and, you know, can I keep up with the youngsters? Uh, so, yeah, I would have to say self-doubt and insecurity. Yeah, you definitely can keep up, right? <laughs> Um, you know, you know, I think it's interesting, right? You know, I know for me, it comes up in different ways, right? You know, and sometimes those different, um, limiting beliefs, right? Causes us to stop. It causes us to not fully show up. It causes us to think that, you know, we're supposed to be at chapter 80 when we're on chapter three. And so we have to really get clear in our minds about, you know, this is who God has called me to be, Mm -hmm. Right. And really being rooted and grounded in who we are and being so focused on, you know, cultivating our life, bringing complete wholeness to our lives that the other distractions, the other things that may come, they are minimized because we're no longer magnifying the lies of the enemy, right? Right. Because a lot of times some of those, you know, self-doubt and different things come from looking at other people, right? Mm -hmm. When it seems like they have it all together, you know, mm-hmm. we'd be like, oh my God, I can't do it. You know, I quit today. It's like, no, because people appear certain ways, but it does that's not right. mean that that's their life. That's right. <laughs> so you have to be very clear. So, okay, God, it's a journey. And that's why I talked about with the mantra, like it's a journey. You have to constantly remind yourself because things may get hard. Things may get dark. That's things may right. get lonely. You may feel certain ways, but right. you're on a journey, your own personal journey. And you don't have to compete or compare yourself to anyone but the person you was yesterday and saying hey you know what I want to be better for me right you know so sometimes when people do their whole you know makeovers and they changing how you look and doing different things I'm like are you doing that for you or are you doing it for somebody else that's right because when you're doing it for other people it ain't gonna last that's right 
And so you have to be fully aware of your motives and your intents. And so I love your transparency, um, Dr. Mm -hmm. Tanya, for that. So share with us one thing you are doing in 2020 Mm -hmm. to level up as a person. I'm being consistent. Being consistent and doing the hard work in all areas of my life. Prior to this season of 2020 going through the pandemic, I was not, I was the first person to allow life to knock me down mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, make me depressed or make me sad. So now I'm being, I'm showing up, like you said earlier, I'm showing up and I'm being consistent and doing my hard work. I love that. And I, that's one of my words too, is consistency and, and, and discipline, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to do it. Uh, sometimes yes. it's hard. I mean, you know, we watch Coach C. And mm-hmm. she's very consistent and disciplined in that way. And it's just yeah. begin to do it for yourself. You know, set right. the systems in place to do what you need to do. And That's so right. I love that, Dr. Tanya. Thank you. I appreciate you really for being here. Um, but before we go, let mm-hmm. the people know where they can follow you. Sure. You can go to my website. is uh, drtanyacunningham.com. Or you can follow me on uh, Facebook, Instagram. Cunningham as well. I love that. So yes, Dr. Tanya Cunningham on Facebook, all social media. Make sure you follow her. Make sure you connect mm-hmm. with her um, to begin to start your work. Dr. Tanya, I appreciate you and I thank you so much for being here. Thank you for saying yes. Thank you so much. Again, I always enjoy visiting with you and sharing and I am so proud of the work that you are doing. You're a rock star, honey. I'm trying to be like you, honey, when I up. <laughs> We are in this together. You are awesome. I appreciate you. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed that amazing conversation with Dr. Tanya in regards to how important it is to do your own self work. If you are someone who's discovering where you are and really thinking about starting the journey to do the self work and to heal and to grow as a woman, I want to invite you to a free 15 minute consultation with me so we can discuss your level of guidance that you may need or the direction you may want to go on your actual journey. My website is www.shanitarousey.com. I look forward to talking with you soon. Until next time, girl, cultivate.